Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This hour is being brought to you by Lakeside Bank. Bank with power at Lakeside Bank. Lakeside Bank. It's about time. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. score, 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 score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I coached in two finals my first two years in the league. Got to Western Conference Final as a player myself. And then we've had other coaches who have been through it and, you know, and won championships as well. And so we can kind of give our advice on what's to come. But once we get out there, I think what's really been good about our group is and not caught up in the, the moment. The game sevens, playing on the road, you see our record. And for more so than anything, it's just basketball at the end of the day. That's what we try to stress. And I think that's the benefit of our group being so young and approaching it that way. Celtics head coach Ime Udoka, who's going to be a head coach in the finals for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see what things he can take with him from his time as an assistant and as a player as he matches up with the Golden State Warriors. Vincent Goodwill does a terrific job of covering basketball. He's great at it. Whether you're reading his stuff on Yahoo or you're checking him out on Sirius XM NBA or on Bomani's podcast, he's doing just great work covering the NBA, and he's a friend of this station, which is nice. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book. Mr. Goodwill, how are you, sir? You are very, very, very kind, uh, Mr. Holmes. Thank you. Uh, it's the ready truth, for though. Game one. Ready for game one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not out here telling lies. You know, it's the truth. You know you know what you're doing, and you're really good at what you do. And that you wrote a story that I want to get to a little bit later, and I do want to talk about this series. But I got to ask you, as someone who's in the know, what what would you say the chances are that Zach Levine isn't playing for the Bulls next year? I think it's pretty simple. If you offer him a max contract, you're in pretty good shape. If you don't, you're leading it open to interpretation. That's what I think. I think he values himself that way. I think the max contract is a symbol to a lot of guys. Zach is no different. Um, I don't buy into the whole DeMar DeRozan's the number one guy. He, he wants to go somewhere where he's the number one guy. I don't think Zach cares about that type of stuff. I do think he cares about the respect that comes from an organization and to be honest, there's a lot of teams that really, really do like him and value him. So hopefully for the Bulls' sake, they come to the table correct. And remember this. Remember this, guys. 
Zach got his contract that he's playing off of right now due to an offer sheet from Sacramento, I think, in 2018 because the Bulls weren't initially going to give him the contract that he felt like he deserved. I'm not saying he's honorary, but I'm saying he probably hasn't forgotten that. What do you make of him being with Clutch and obviously having the ties to L.A. that that people think that that's a place that he might covet being? Well, you got to tell me how there's a path to go to L.A. considering they have no money, no draft picks, and I don't think he's going there to play for the veterans minimum just so he can help Team Clutch and Team LeBron. I, I think that's largely overplayed. You know, the, the Clutch thing I think is like this. Usually what happens when guys switch agents, and it usually happens early in their careers, their first agent usually comes from maybe their parents' relationship with an agent, sort of a trust thing. When you're coming out of college, you're not really interviewing the agents, more so your parents are. Right. So as you get older, you might want to make your own choices, not to separate yourself from your parents, but just to, you know, sort of assert your independence in that way. And Draymond Green was really close with Zach at the Olympics, uh, you know, a year ago. So that's why I think he made the change. I think Draymond recruited him and sold him on a lot of the not necessarily like Clutch and LeBron, but you see Zach Levine, a whole lot more commercials now, don't you? You, you see sure him with do. Carfax. You know what I mean? So it's not just on the floor stuff. It's about a lot of times exposure, and it's a prestige thing. You know, you're with Clutch. That means something to some guys in ways that maybe who you're represented by didn't mean anything anywhere else. Yeah, he's getting so many commercials. I'm calling him Zach Mayfield now Um, (laughs) because there hasn't been – and you know what? I won't go into the slander on Zach. But one more thing on this particular subject. You're around NBA players all the time. Is there anything to the concept of free agency and and being wined and dined that players appreciate, or is the money the money and that stuff doesn't matter? I think as long as with the whining and dining comes with money, right? Because everybody knows by and large what you're going to be offered. Like you, your agent kind of has a feel for the market and what the world is going to show you and everything else. But I do think that you want to be shown how much do you want me outside of the money? Because most teams will say, you know, let's say, you know, there's Dallas over here and then there's Memphis over here or, you know, all those other things, the money might be equal. So what are the other variables that will help a player decide when you wine and dine a guy and you show him, you know, hey, outside of the respect of the money, this is what we see for you. This is how we can grow you. This is how we can develop you. This is how you can help us. I think all those things come through that communication. I think it's just a fancy way of saying communication. You know how people say politics all the time when politics is just people? I think being wined and dined is just communication. Fair enough. Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo joining me here. Talk a little bulls and a little bit of the NBA. If we go back in the time machine to December, you're looking at that Boston team going, wow, are they going to make the playoffs? Now they're a team that is going to be in the NBA finals and has a legit chance to win it. What changed? That's a good question. I I think it's very easy for us to say, man, it got real cute there. You know what I mean? Like it's real easy for us to point to certain statements and Marcus Smart calling the team out and everything else. I think it comes down to a point where two guys had to make a decision amongst themselves. Hey, we've got to figure this out. And not just that, but a coach demanding more. Like you, I'm not. I'm not saying that Brad Stevens is Ned Flanders, right? 
Like, we know what a Ned Flanders as a head coach looks like and sounds like, okay? I'm not saying he's Ned Flanders, but he didn't have that energy in him to continually go at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and demand more. Now, this guy, Ime Udoka, he gives zero Fs in his pocket. You know what I mean? Like, he cares not one iota what he thinks of you. And at some point, you may perform to spite your coach. You may perform not to say, hey, man, this guy believes in me. You're going to perform because this guy said, man, I'm tired of hearing this dude's mouth. I'm going to just do what he says, and we're going to see what happens. And then once you start getting the positive reinforcement, January, February, you're like, man, I like winning. And all we got to do is play hard, play together, play defense, and let the talent figure itself out. I would say I'm surprised that they're here. I'm not surprised that they did the things that they were supposed to do to get here, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense. Do you think that, that Jason Tatum has taken this step where when we're now talking about the best players in the game, he has to be a part of the conversation, or is he still on the outside of that conversation? I mean, how big is the conversation? You know what I mean? Like, if, if we're saying top five, I think he had a great season. I think he was on my MVP ballot, you know, as a top five. Now, there's a difference between being top five in a given year and being a top five player. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, think the converse, I think the conversation for best player is reserved for Kevin Durant and Giannis and Joel Embiid and Jokic. I, I think it, it kind of starts. And then if you want to count LeBron there, okay, cool. You know what I mean? If you want to bring Steph in there, you know, because of the effect that he has, cool. Where Jason Tatum has, and it's no shade to Jason Tatum, but where Jason Tatum has turned the corner is he's one of the most impactful defensive players in the game. Like, it, I'm not huge on the analytics, Lawrence, because if I can't explain it to you, I don't necessarily want to bring it out. But defensive win share says a lot. It's a great indicator of a lot of things. And he's like one of the top three or four players in the league in that in that category. And I think that comes from a willingness. That comes from an ability that also comes from just having the physical tools to be able to switch and do different things. I think he has to become more of a distributed, more of a, like a five-tool offensive player because his lows can be so low. You know what I mean? Like, it, like Giannis's worst game is still a, a decent game. Embiid's worst game is still a decent game. Same for all those other guys. When Tatum has a bad game, it is bad, and you, and you don't see the impact. So I think that's the difference between – him and maybe the top three or four players, but there's no shame in that because there's only three or four guys in that category. I, I want to talk to you about Golden State, but I, I want to ask you this question, and we're talking with Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo. Are you enjoying the basketball that's been played in the playoffs? That is a great question because I feel like you're leading the witness. Right? I am. Is, is, I am. Is, uh, is, objection sustained. Yes, I am leading the witness. Um, I will say this. I accept where the game is. Is that can, can I can I make that statement? I accept where the game is, the evolution of basketball, the proliferation of the numbers and everything else. Do I wish there were a little bit more variety? Do I miss the post play? Absolutely. Do I miss the fact that sometimes you come down the lane and there's somebody ready to knock your head off? Absolutely. And that's not a Detroit thing or a Chicago thing. That's just basketball I grew up playing and watching, that you had to really make a decision before you went down the lane. It was a test of your heart. You know what I mean? So, yeah, is it a lot of, is it a lot of threes? Has it been some, a couple of blowouts because you can shoot the three-point shot? Yeah, but I accept the style of play is not what it was because, in the words of Slim Charles, 
the old days ain't the old days no more. That's true. It's just been it's so weird because it's basically been, are you shooting a three pointer well? And if not, you're gonna get blown out. Like not not you're just gonna get beat. You're gonna get beat by twenty five. And there's been so many nights of it. I've enjoyed it because I enjoy the players. And I really enjoy Game Six and Seven of the East Finals. I thought those that was some really fun basketball to watch. But getting to that was really difficult. Even in with with Golden State, like as they made their way through this whole thing, they had the the whoop that trick game where they got dogged. But other than that, I kind of felt like oh they were going to win this thing once there was no more jaw out there. So I, I I'm not sure what to do with any of it, Vinny. Like I'm not sure if if, if I should be appreciating this three and D era basketball or how to even suggest that it change. I think in the and, I, and I've heard this, you know, over the last day or so, um, that you know uh, Stephen Curry changed the game in a certain way. Michael Jordan changed the game in a certain way, right? Like you, you saw the copycats after MJ. If, if Mike was Coke, you saw Diet Coke, right? I think the same thing has happened with Steph and Golden State because they don't even shoot the most threes anymore. Like so many teams have surpassed them in terms of style of play and, you know, putting it on drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not to say that I understand the like I completely understand what you're saying. But look at the game six and seven of Miami and Boston. Those were get it out the mud, walk down, drag out 90 style basketball where both teams were, were I was gonna I was gonna cuss because I, I was feeling a little free. But they were dog-tired at the end of it. You know what I mean? They were dead dog-tired at the end of it. And you want to see this. Like, I don't know about you. I like to see the struggle of playoff basketball. Me too. I, I, I really do. Like, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be pretty. Everybody talks about, oh, all these injuries and everything else. Playing through pain is part of playing basketball deep in the June. Right? If you want to get there, it's a price to be paid so that when you come out of it, if you come out of it, it makes it that much sweeter. So, yeah, do I wish that the coaching was a little bit better? Do I wish that the direction of the game was a little bit more tilted, you know, back toward the middle? Absolutely. So I understand what you're saying, but I do think that the games are compelling. I think that sometimes the way that the games are compelling doesn't make it taste as good. Someone put on Instagram this morning, and I'm like, when you said that, it made me think back to it, that Steph Curry is ruined basketball. is this video of this pickup game that was going on. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You, you saw it? Yeah. So, so, yes. so for the listener, there's this pickup game that's going on. There's a fast break, and the guy is, is, is he's getting he's got the lane. He can just go lay it up. He decides to pull up and shoot a three and airballs it. And then one of the guys is like, you know what? The game's over. We're done playing this. And I felt that like in my soul. And I know you you still hoop. You still out here hooping. I imagine <laughs> your your reaction would have been similar if something like that would have happened in one of your games. If you shoot an airball and you got a wide open lane, we get we got problems. Now, I am not above taking a transition three. If it's a if it's a three on two and I'm and I'm spotting up and somebody swings it to me, oh yeah, I'll pull. You know what I mean? But that's a smart basketball play. That's not three more than two. Sometimes you just don't feel like taking that layup. Like the like <laughs> I, I feel like 
I'm hey man, when you are in your late thirties, sometimes the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Like when Jimmy Butler took that three with fifteen sixteen seconds left, I was like, Oh, I've been there before and I'd have done the same damn thing. I you will never hear me criticize Jimmy Butler over that play. I thought he should have taken it to the lane because the lane was wide open. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe he's like, it's time to just – I got to end it right now. I don't know if we can hang on and do any more in this game. Uh, how did Golden State rebuild itself? It's kind of remarkable that you're you're talking about this team with these two guys that they drafted and all the injury stuff that they've been through with Clay, And here they are – seemingly with a, a new generation of players that are going to be good enough to to at least extend the championship window of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green? It's, it's funny because when we thought of Golden State kind of threading the needle, we thought of, okay, if they're going to get back here, it's going to be the young guys. They got to, they got to strike gold on Moody or Kamingo or Wiseman or one of these picks, and one of those guys is going to augment you know what I mean? One of those guys is going to augment Steph and Clay or the rest of what Clay has to offer. It hasn't even been that way. They haven't even unlocked the young guys yet. This has been the front office putting patchwork into it, getting Andrew Wiggins out of D'Angelo Russell and the draft pick and turning Andrew Wiggins. It's almost like you've seen those, you've seen those commercials, those goofy commercials where it's, uh, I got magic water and now I'm no longer on crack. Like that's like like Jesus water or something like that. I feel like there's step water. You you get step water, and all of a sudden Andrew Wiggins is this defending machine that is starting to fulfill the promise of being the number one pick. And Otto Porter is no longer a guy making twenty nine million dollars for the Bulls that the people are saying, man, what are we doing here? And he's a valuable reserve because he's retrofit into a role that he can outperform. You know what I mean? And you find Jordan Poole late in the first round. Like, he's almost like the Celtics version of Reggie Lewis back in the day. You know, helping bridge that Larry Bird, Kevin McHale gap. Unfortunately, Reggie Lewis died, but the point was they needed someone young who was productive and energetic that wasn't a part of that old guard to help the old guard become the new guard. And I think that's what Golden State has done so far. Can they afford Jordan Poole? I know you wrote about this. Dude, they are bringing in, they have brought in $100 million in revenue and playoffs, playoff revenue alone, right? That's ticket sales, that's everything else, no matter where you go in the San Francisco, the Bay Area, someone's wearing a Steph jersey or Golden State jersey. Look, I heard, I can't say if this is true or not, but I've heard that Joe Lacob sold a hotel in the Bay Area, and it literally went for a million dollars a room. What? Okay, a million dollars per hotel room, like a boutique hotel, and he got a million dollars per room for it. So I'm not going to buy into anybody claiming poverty. The luxury tax is a myth to me. The luxury tax is a legit myth used to trick fans into believing we can't spend money. Yes, you can. Because you're getting plenty more of it on the back end. It's the truth. He tells no lies. He is Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo. Read his stuff. Check him out on Sirius XM NBA. Check him out with Bomani Jones when he comes to visit him. And check him out when he comes to visit us over here at The Score. Vinny, it's always good to have you on the show, man. I appreciate your time. 
Hey, man, appreciate it. Hey, did you like the Steph Jesus water uh, line? I, I heard you cackling. Though, yes. Like I, bubble line. I thought it was a great line. And, you know, there, there are some people who completely will get that reference. And then there were some people who'd be like, what are Lawrence and Vinny talking about? But I completely got the reference and it made me smile. So, yes, I love that reference. That That's why we love bringing you on because of stuff like that. Hey, appreciate Hey, tell Chicago that I don't hate them. Can you tell Chicago that? See, we're not going to do this right now because I – I don't have time. Here I am trying to do a serious basketball segment with you and, and show the expertise that is Vincent Goodwill. We are not going to go back down this 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 eight-mile road with you in Detroit and the Bulls. We're not doing that today. Eight miles for the suburban people. Can you make it seven miles? I'm from the hood. My bad. Seven-mile road. We're not doing that today with you and the Pistons. And the last dance and all of that stuff. No, we're we are showing off. The- Lawrence, Lawrence, do you know what today is? Today is the anniversary of the Pistons beating the Bulls in Game Six in '89, where Isaiah gave Mike 16 in the fourth quarter, and Scotty missed like the game because Lambert elbowed him, and Scotty couldn't see straight or something like that. I think that happened again the next year too. You know, it's like an anniversary of that. Do you remember that? Yes, I very much remember it. It was where my hatred of the Detroit Pistons started to grow. Yes, I I very much remember that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. See? <laughs> <laughs> Be well, Vinny. You're a good man. And you're crazy. Love you, bro. <laughs> Same here. That is Vincent Goodwill. He just loves the needle. Loves the needle. But he's a good man. He should be following Vinny. My favorite part, though, is that when Vinny was covering the Bulls, he used to do that. He used to come on here and mess with me. Scotty's my favorite player. Mess with me about Scotty. It's fine. Both franchises have been kind of whack since, though. It has been more whack, but I got to tell you, by the end of the season, that Detroit team started to look like oh, that might be a problem in the near future. A lot of people on Twitch and folks that have texted me have been like, hey, what's up with that White Sox lineup? Yeah, we're going to talk about yesterday's game and the lineup for today's game next here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be South Sox regardless. South Slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, babe. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Andrew Vaughn tries to build on a career night from last night with four hits. And we welcome Luis Robert back into the lineup as well off the COVID IL. He is DHing here in game number two against Toronto. AJ tattoos this ball to left field. Goriel back, and there's no chance. It is gone. Another first inning home run for the Sox. And it's a 1 0 lead right at the jump. Espinal, left center field. Pollock back. And Toronto, just like that, matches leadoff home run for leadoff home run. 3 2 slider is ball four. 2-1 Toronto, 0-2. High in the air, deep to left field, and that ball is hammered for a three-run home run for Danny Jansen on a fastball that he went out in front of the plate and crushed. Jose crushes this ball, and when it lands, it'll be 5-3. Way out of here. Center field, angle back at the track. And that kicks back in from over the wall. It's gone. It's a home run for Guerrero, and it's a 7-3 lead. And the Blue Jays win game two, and we'll have a chance for a sweep tomorrow. 7-3, your final score, Lord. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Jason Benetti, Gordon Beckham on the call. Stoney told us earlier he'll be back with the team when the team starts their series next Tuesday against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Kopech didn't have it last night. He was fighting. He was trying to find it. He just couldn't. Three innings, six hits, five earned runs, four walks. One of those walks walked in a run. Four strikeouts, two home runs for him. The Souza home run, the home run that he gave up, 
I felt like they they had a chance if they still kept it a, a two run game. But once that home run got hit, he's like, yeah, that's that's gonna be it for the White Sox tonight. And they lose. They lose again. Luckily, the Twins have lost their last two games. They're currently leading Detroit two to one. Last I checked in today's game, it would behoove the White Sox to figure some stuff out. But as we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, there's a big talent gap that is problematic for the White Sox. That they're they're not as talented as they thought, and a big portion of that is because they have a ton of injuries. We get to the strategic part of it, and that's what some people are already complaining about when we start looking at the lineup for today's game, which starts at 2.07. The lineup for your Chicago White Sox, Leary at short, Robert in center, Moncada at third, Jose Abreu at first, Gavin Sheets in right, Yasmani Grandal is catching, Andrew Vaughn is batting seventh, Reese McGuire is the DH, Josh Harrison is your second baseman. So, if you look at this, you would say there's four guys, and we should just say five, but there are four guys that are hitting below 200. One guy who's hitting 200, another guy who's hitting 208. That's six people in your lineup right there that are problematic to what it is that you're trying to accomplish as an offensive team. Our friend Ryan McGuffey of NBC Sports Chicago tweeted this out a little while ago. The White Sox have six position players ranked 1,043rd or worse in overall wins above replacement. Would you like to guess who those players are? Good guess. Gavin Sheets. Negative 0.3 war. He's the highest on this list. Yoan Moncada, negative 0.3 war. Yasmani Grandal, negative 0.4 war. AJ Pollock, negative 0.5 war. And Leori Garcia, negative 0.7 war. Everyone but Pollock, who hit a home run yesterday, and went two for four, is in the lineup today. The reason why Alec Manoa is going to be pitching for Toronto, lefties do better against him than righties. So we're seeing another lineup because every day the lineup changes and some of it is out of necessity. But I've got, here's my biggest issue. I get that you want to play percentages and you're saying if lefties do better, then let's put our lefties in the lineup. My first issue is just because they're left-handed, does that mean that they have a better shot against a better pitcher? I, I will accept Tony's argument of, well, look at the splits. We've got lefties. Maybe lefties just see him better. And it gives our guys an opportunity to win. Okay. I that's that's a small thing to me to quibble about. I understand the logic train of it. What I don't understand is not having your best hitters higher in the order. 
and this is a common refrain from White Sox fans, or as Joe Madden used to call us, the line of beasts. I look at Andrew Vaughn and look at the at-bats that he's put together in Toronto. Like, If we just wanted to look at the, the little sample size of his at-bats against the Blue Jays, I would say that's a guy who needs to be hitting higher in your order, especially when two guys that are hitting one and three in your order aren't hitting 150. Wait, I may have I may have shortchanged Leori. Yeah, I did. He's hitting 183. My bad. My bad. He is hitting 183. Moncada's hitting 131, though. And I just think that it's a really simple thing to have it be in a position where your best hitters are hitting more often. And Vaughn, I think, has proven that he's one of the better hitters. Without Tim Anderson being out there, you've kind of got three guys. Robert, who's off of COVID. Abreu, who's been heating up. And him. So is the idea, I'm not even sure what the idea is of having him at the bottom of the lineup. Having him hit seventh, maybe the idea is Grandal's going to draw a walk, and I don't know. Like them, I'm terrified of today's game. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm terrified of today's game, and the reason that I'm terrified is that this this shapes up as like number one kind of feels like a getaway day lineup, even though I understand the strategy involved in it. Number two, they already show some of the things that make you understand why Johnny Cueto wasn't on somebody's roster when they extended him past his warranty in the game against the Cubs. This lineup ain't the Cubs. This lineup is is dangerous. Up and down it. There there are people that can make problems for you. And... And all of the the stuff that Johnny Cueto is out there doing with duct tape and gum, the MacGyvering that he is doing out there to pitch has been great. I salute you. I salute what you've done. I just got a bad feeling that it might be Yakatal time. When you look in this lineup, you go, oh, yeah, they're going to wait back on that nonsense you've been doing. You're going to go out there with some magic tricks and then look up and Teoscar Hernandez has hit one 425 feet. So, hey, man. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope. Because that's all we got, Ray. That's all we got right now. You're saying keep hope alive. Yes. That's, that's what you're saying. Down with dope, up with hope. Register to vote. Keep hope alive. That's all we got. I I just. You don't have a good feeling about the shimmy. I don't have a good feeling about the lineup nor the shimmy. I hope I'm wrong on both accounts. That would be great. I'd love to spend the afternoon laughing at how dumb I was on the radio. But I don't know. 
we do, you know, we always attribute and and uh, praise Steve Stone and his his uh, predictions. Yeah, and in his conversation with you at the beginning of the show, he did talk about Cueto's ability to maybe throw the haters off for the Blue Jays with you know the shimmy. Yeah, he also kind of said he didn't like Andrew Vaughn batting seven. He did, kind of. He agreed. I think he he agreed. I think I was persuasive in my argument that the best hitters should hit more often. Like, it's not a radical belief. Am I wrong on this? Well, yesterday, you know, Luis Robert was one for four yesterday. And then you're going to go move him up in the lineup? Yeah. I mean, give, give this guy some time to recover. Let him settle. It's fine. Like, you know, you know, right? It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Like Joe said, only 30% of the schedule has been played. It's totally fine. It's not fine. So every game doesn't matter. I think it matters. Oh, it does. What's the latest score on Detroit? Oh, they're still up 2-1. to Weird-ass twins. Weird-ass Minnesota twins. Yes, they're weird. And they're up 2-1 to in the sixth. So, you know, that's kind of my feeling on things. Ever hopeful. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. When we come back, I want to talk about Wonder Woman. I'll do that next here on The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. June is both Black Music History Month. And Pride Month. And I'm very grateful to all of the people in the LGBTQIA plus community that listen to the show, the people that I've met that say that they feel like they have an ally on the air. And I'm hopeful that I can continue to be that. I saw a really funny exchange on Twitter, and there's going to be a lot of this, this throughout the month. Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman said i didn't write wonder woman but if you want to argue that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon then you're not paying attention every time someone comes up to me and says that wonder woman helped them while they were closeted it reminds me of how special the role is and she's right and it goes back to the history of the character you know that i love comic books do you there's a whole movie that you can watch about wonder woman It's called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Wonder Woman was an amalgamation of the two women that the creator of Wonder Woman was in a relationship with. 
He was in a polyamory relationship back in the 20s with these two women. And Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman came out of not just that, but the lasso that, that, that makes you tell the truth. Professor Marston was one of the people on the forefront of the lie detector. And they were into some S&M stuff as a trio. So, yeah, she's she's 100% an icon to the LGBTQIA plus community. And if you can't see that from someone who was on an island with 3,000 women and no men, I can't help you. But you should see the movie, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. There's a book about it, too. But see the movie. It'll make things a lot more clear for those of you who don't understand her impact in that community. Come on. That's a layup. I'll discuss Batman next week. Talk with Parkinson Spiegel next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.